still in um, Ephesians 6. We're getting there. Last part. I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to read from verse 10 just to remind us where we are. Some of us were away last week. So I'm going to read from verse 10 down to verse 20. Ten verses. This is the way of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fiercely, fearlessly, sorry, as I should. That's the word of God. There are many brothers and sisters throughout the church who would say we should not have a political voice and I agree. What the church must have, though, what me and you must have, is a critical voice against evil. Against that which is wrong. A voice proclaiming the truth of God's Word. A voice proclaiming the Gospel. In the very first book of John's Gospel, it says this, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Eighty-five years ago, Hitler was building his army. And Romans 13 was often cited as proof of a correlation between the church and the state. This is what Romans 13.1 says. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that, God, that exist have been established by God. Many German Christians, including clergy, were strongly nationalistic. And with that complicit in adopting the position of the state, and any that disagreed 
by protecting Jewish refugees and hiding them in their homes were criticized for disobeying their governing authorities. God teaches us lessons throughout history. Are we prepared to hear his voice? German Christians were commanded to love their neighbor as all other Christians were. Many failed to do so. A world without the gospel would be a very dark place. The church must always choose right and being governed by the word of God. Christians must always be prepared to speak out against a politician or a government, against evils within and without. We have to stand firm. And history shows the consequences when we don't, when the church doesn't stand firm. Our text this morning states a word called therefore. Starts with therefore. It's verse 13. And that therefore links the previous chapters on how we're to live. It says, therefore, verse 13, therefore take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. That's the ESV version. The NIV says to stand. The ESV says withstand. Three times we're called to stand and once to withstand in four verses. We as Christians are called to a life submissive. First and foremost, to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that authority is above all other authority. We are called to live in peace, to submit to the authorities that God has established. Accept In doing evil. When those authorities tell us to do that which is against God, authority above says no. There will be consequences, and often is. We are commanded to put on the full armor of God. It says to withstand the evil of the day. We're to be armed and equipped to fight, to withstand the enemy. And then it says, after that, to stand. Meaning to stand firm in Christ. Being righteous and truthful and just. We are a new creation, the Bible tells us. Purchased by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a new spiritual passport. Our old spiritual identity has passed. Our new sp spiritual identity is found in Jesus Christ. 
Romans 6:18 says, "You've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. No longer slaves to Satan, to do which is evil, even though commanded by authorities. We are now slaves to righteousness, children of God. And Galatians 4 says we are heirs of heaven. That said, we are in a war. A war against evil. Soldiers who are to put on the spiritual armor of God. Paul writes a letter to Timothy, a young pastor. He says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. You see, we're to be a different kind of soldier in the battle. A soldier who endures. A soldier to be salt and light. To sanctify. To reveal truth. To shine a light on evil that is done in secret. You see, the Bible tells us what worth is salt when it loses its saltiness. Or even a lamp that does not shine and give light. You see, our weapons are different. Last week I shared a little of the wrongs done to Christians. Laws that are, are being put forth in this country that contravene the law of God. And there are many more wrongs than the ones that I spoke about that we haven't heard about the church as a church we need to expose these wrongs we need to fight them to have a voice against evil that evil seems to be prevailing in our land the voices of the church seems to be getting quieter and quieter We're called to preach the gospel, the truth of the word of God. Endure whatever consequences that come. I shared with Nige a couple of weeks ago. I shared with my son a few weeks ago. There's going to come a time shortly that when we preach certain things, I will, or whoever preaches, may go to jail. Already in Sweden, that's the case. In Canada, they're looking at doing the same thing. They're called hate laws. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil and having done all to stand firm. Let's go back a little further in history. To 1780, William Wilberforce was an English politician and he became the voice of the abolition of slavery movement in Parliament. And he considered, because of the, the things that were happening, he considered leaving Parliament, 
But he had a friend and a mentor. John Newton. We know John Newton, don't we? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He was his mentor. And Newton encouraged Wilberforce to stay in politics and withstand and stand firm. Wilberforce truly was a force used by God for the good of his enslaved neighbor. It was a spiritual battle that raged for about 50 years. Even against other Christians who thought it was okay to have slaves. Because the Bible didn't directly condemn it. It raged for about 50 years, but it culminated in a law being passed to abolish slavery. See, God can persist through his church. This could be the same for the unborn, the innocent. We can take a stand against abortion. You see, many voices together become louder against injustice. All life is sacred, even at conception. We can join brothers and sisters in this fight. We can support them. We can have a voice. We can tell our neighbours and our friends and our families. It's wrong. We can give a voice to the voiceless. We will have our day of, of trouble, the day of evil. But our answer to that day, as I said last week, is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He's given us an armor to put on that we would live like Him, that we would be able to withstand and stand firm. You see, we sleep while the enemy creeps upon us quietly and subtly. And then all of a sudden, from being in control, we wake up to find we've lost control. You see, from thinking we don't need to do much, in fact, we don't need to do nothing, we should have done much, and we should have stood, and we'd stand and stand firm. It's going on. Listen, this isn't some figment of our imagination, this battle. This is real. It's truth. It's the word of God. It's going on today. You see, we need to withstand temptation individually. We need to put on that full armor of God. And we need it today. You see, without it, no matter how strong you think you are, we cannot resist the forces of the enemy that can come upon us at any time in the day, 
in our work, in our schools. We'll come under attack. The slightest little thing, all of a sudden it blows up. Our lives can change in a moment. We saw that with Laszlo. We prayed, we, 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 we sang happy birthday to him on the Sunday. By the Sunday evening and the Monday morning, he was in hospital with a hole in his, his lung. That's how quickly your life can change. We need to stand individually. Every one of us individually. But we also, we need to stand together in unity. Step by step together. Ordered according to the voice of Jesus Christ. Together supporting one another. Encouraging one another. Carrying one another. Defending one another. Against rulers. Authorities. And powers of this dark world, the Bible tells us. Against the evil spiritual forces of the heavenly. This is what Ecclesiastics 4.12, very well known, says about unity. It says this, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. How strong can we be if we come together in unity against these forces, against the laws that are going against God, that are going to prohibit those who come after us from preaching the gospel and its truth? It's going to happen. Let's look at a few who obeyed God and were able to stand against the enemy. David picked up a stone and defeated Goliath when everyone else shrunk back. Moses crossed the Red Sea and defeated Pharaoh. Joshua marched around the walls and Jericho was defeated. The sun stood still and Israel defeated the Amorites. Gideon, with such a small number, defeated the Midianites. You read your Bible. These are just, it's full of those who took their stand with God. God didn't let them down. God didn't lose. They didn't lose. There were battles. These battles were won by trusting in God's word. Not all the battles that God's people fought ended in victory. But when they obeyed the Lord and trusted in God's promise, they were able to stand, stand firm, and were victorious. History teaches a lesson. We have to face our battles. Today, tomorrow, and those battles will continue until we go to be with the Lord. Little battles, big battles, family battles, political battles, battles in school, I shared what last week, one, one top Christian said, he turned around and he said, listen, we're in a battle for the minds. 
of our young children in these schools. We're in a battle. You're going to trust in your own strength and wisdom. The world has a wisdom. Or are you going to trust and obey God's word? Do you think you know better than God? Are you going to humble yourself and say, Lord, I'll do it, what you tell me to do, and I'll trust you? Will we put on the full armor of God? Will we fill our hearts and minds with God's word? And will we stand for truth and righteousness and justice? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm going to add Libya with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and with all your strength. And lean not unto your own understanding in all your ways, not just a few of them, not just the ones you want and you like. In all your ways, submit to him. And you know what he'll do? He says this. He will make our path straight. Hallelujah. Are we so foolish that we think we know better than God? You see, we can't have two masters. Either we serve the living Lord Jesus or we serve Satan. The Bible tells us, be careful who you spend your time with, where your feet stand, where where your feet take you. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. You know, Luke 22, verses 31 to 34, tells us this. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you, all of you, as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. You see, Simon Peter had followed Jesus for three years. He'd walked with him and talked with him. He'd seen many miracles, including the dead raised to life. He'd been taught many things by Jesus. Yet when he relied upon his own strength, he fell. 
you would think, wow, three years being, it's been like taking a degree with Jesus as your lecturer. You'd think he, he, he would be mature, wouldn't you? He fell. Satan was given permission. Listen, Satan was given permission to sift Peter like wheat. But Jesus had asked the Father that his faith would not fail. And hallelujah, we know it didn't. There is only one way to withstand the day of evil that might come upon you. And to stand firm. The Bible tells us, put on, now listen, this is important, put on the full armour of God. The full armour of God. Are you struggling to withstand struggling with sin, in need of help. I want you to be assured of this as I finish. God loves you. And there is always a way out of temptation. There is always a way that you can stand firm and withstand temptation. Acts 3.19 says this. Therefore, because of what's gone before, repent and return so that your sins might be wiped out in order that times of refreshing, renewing may come from the presence of the Lord. I don't know where each of you are individually. One thing I do know, that both myself and you are called to withstand, to stand firm, to put on the full armour of God, and as a soldier, to fight. Each one of us are called by Jesus to do that if we're going to follow him. I pray that in the day of evil our faith would not fail. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we ask for your grace and your mercy to be upon us this morning. Father, we need your Holy Spirit that we can withstand the day of evil and then afterwards to stand firm. Lord, I pray for us as a fellowship, a congregation, a small church here. Lord, I pray that your truth and your word would penetrate our hearts and minds. 
Father, that we wouldn't just go from here and forget what we've heard. Lord, that we wouldn't be indifferent to those things that we know are going on that are wrong. Father, as small as we are, we remember Gideon. Lord, I pray that you would take this fellowship, that we would be a voice in our community for that which is right and just and good. Father, help us to stand firm. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Come and have a cup of tea.